We're going to turn in God's Word uh, this morning. Uh, we're going to read from the same passage that we, we read from last uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we're going to look at Galatians chapter 5 uh, once uh, again. Uh, and it says, uh, verse 22, and our, ser- our sermon this morning is going to focus from 22 uh, down to 26, uh, but we're going to read from verse 16. Hopefully the words will appear uh, on the screen before you, just to have some context in case we weren't here uh, last Sunday morning. Uh, so that will appear on the screens before you, but it will also be on the Pew Bible on page uh, 975 or there or thereabouts. And as always, I encourage you to open up God's Word and have it open in front of you if you can. Uh, it's good to get to know uh, and to be able to open up God's Word and be able to navigate our ways uh, around it. So let's read from Galatians chapter 5. We're going to read from verse 16. Uh, down to verse 26, but this morning, like I said, we're going to focus on uh, verse 22 uh, onwards. We're going to think about the fruit of the Spirit uh, once again uh, this morning. So let's listen to God's Word together this morning. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit." Let us not become conceited, provoking provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. May God bless us the reading of his word this morning. Like I said, we touched on this last week and we thought about uh, the evidence of a spirit-filled life. And Paul uh, does kind of two things. He shows us uh, what shouldn't be present in a spirit-filled life. And then he goes on and he shows us what should be present in a spirit-filled life filled life. Uh, we, we thought about last week how um, these things that Paul is mentioning of the desires of the flesh um, from kind of the sexual immorality all the way down, um, we, we, we thought about how actually he's, he is rebuking things that he's seeing present within the church in Galatia. And I asked the question, I wonder if this was a letter written to Sandy Hills, what would be the desires of the flesh that the Apostle Paul would have mentioned and listed for us? But this morning, I want us to think further and deeper into the fruit of the Spirit as a congregation. And in truth, I think they are often neglected. I think the fruit of the Spirit is often something that is neglected within the church. And we, we spoke about how in many church circles, especially kind of the, maybe the Pentecostal charismatic ones, that we are more inclined to be drawn towards the gift of, gifts, of, gifts of the Spirit because they're a bit more shiny, they're a bit more dazzling, they're a bit more, they would sell books and things like that. And often what happens is that the fruit of the Spirit is kind of pushed to the side because it maybe seems a little bit boring. 
but we thought about actually how, as churches, what is it that we should be focusing on? Should it be gifts or should it be character? We spoke about how the fruit of the Spirit is like the canvas for the gifts of the Spirit to fall and land upon. That actually, if we want to be a church where the gifts of the Spirit are practiced, and I pray that we do, that actually that we want to have a healthy canvas for them to land upon. And that is where the fruit of the Spirit becomes important. Paul makes the, the same point in 1 Corinthians 13. We thought about that last Sunday. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. Where the gifts are present, the character needs to be there to carry them at the same time. And often what we find is it's either or. It's the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit. It's either or, but it shouldn't be either or. It should be both and. Where the Spirit is present, both these things should be present. The fruit of the Spirit should be there and the gifts of the Spirit should be at work in and through God's people. That's what we see, in, in, again, in 1 Corinthians, where Paul speaks about, it, about this with prophecy in tongues. Again, the gifts of the Spirit. Pursue love is how he begins that. Pursue love. Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. The two go together. The fruit and the gifts. Because they come from the same Spirit. It's not either or, it is both and. That's why we as a church should desire the gifts of the Spirit. The Apostle Paul tells us God's Word encourages us to desire the gifts of the Spirit. But at the same time, we should be a church who longs and who seeks to be a congregation and a church family where the fruit of the Spirit is continually being produced. And maybe that's been a big problem in the church, that we have allowed people who have giftings into places when actually their character does not carry them. And we often allow people's character to be a little bit flawed because they have a really strong gifting. Our character matters though. How we are as a person is just as important as what we do as a person. How I am as your minister and my character is just as important as the sermons I stand up and deliver Sunday by Sunday. And what we see with the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit is like the internal and external evidence of the Spirit's present, presence in an individual's life. And I think this is why we're, we're teaching on the fruit of the Spirit first, because we want to be, a, I long for us to be a church where the gifts of the Spirit are practiced and the power of the Holy Spirit is seen in amazing ways. But before we go there, we need to make sure that there's a healthy canvas for those things to land upon. Our character is important. How we conduct ourselves is important. Because if you just have the gifts of the Spirit without the fruit of the Spirit, what we can then have and what we often see is a place that is toxic and a place where abuse can often take place. Pride should not accompany the gifts of the Spirit. But in my experience, it often does. 
And that is because there has been a lack of teaching on the fruit of the Spirit. I want to share a wee story with you this morning. Another experience that I had, and it was of a really um, godly, godly lady. And I tell you this not to sound um, arrogant or anything like that. Please know my heart. It's not for that at all. Um, But it's to show actually just how kind of what I'm speaking about, the fruit and the gifts together. This is probably one of the best examples of that that I've ever seen in an individual. Uh, And I want to share it to honor her as well. She would probably uh, not like me um, telling this story because that's the kind of person she is. um, And she wouldn't want her name being mentioned, but it's okay because you don't know her and you probably never meet her. So I'm going to mention her name anyway. Her name is Emma. And she was one of the most, she is one of the most godly women that I've ever met in my life. She, the way she carries herself is just, just so Christ-like. She is a joy to be around. But she is also one of the most gifted people in the realms of, of prophecy that I've ever come across in my life as well, with the gifting of the prophetic. What does that mean? It means when God reveals something to an individual about something that is going to happen. It is a gift of the Spirit. Where God reveals something to us. And what she did was she shared that with me. And it was quite remarkable. In Perth on Saturday the 21st of October 2017. Becca and I were, uh, were still in probation. Um, we were just kind of um, in the middle of it. Hadn't even began to think of what was coming next. We're really enjoying where we were. And... Um, the teaching session had gone on, and we were having some time of worship, and uh, we were just sit, sat at the back. And Emma um, came and tapped us on the shoulder uh, and, and asked if she could share something that she felt the Lord had laid on her heart for us as a couple. And um, she shared one of the most powerful prophetic words that I've ever received in my life, but in one of the most humble